Hey, 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 it's B-Rad Celebrity Hairstylist here, your host of the Hairstylist Empowerment Podcast. So today we have an exciting guest, David Kinningson, who is an award-winning celebrity hairstylist, author, educator, keynote speaker. What else doesn't this guy do? He's been in the industry forever, so we're going to dig in deep, and plus we're going to show you his newest book. We're going to talk about that a little bit. So I'm going to say, hey, David, um, nice to have you on the show, and uh, if you can tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Well, Brad, that's a really nice introduction. Good morning. It's nice to be here with you. Um, well, next year, I will be celebrating 50 years as a hairdresser. Uh, my background has always been in the salon uh, as a departmentalized salon haircutter. And I've always spent time in the photo studio, whether working for the international magazines like Vogue, Bazaar, Marie Claire, Allure, Elle. Uh, or or being the creative director of my own photo shoots, my own collections, and even those for others. And the, probably the thing I'm most proud of is being an independent educator. I've been an educator for as long as I can remember, obviously not when I was first learning how to be a hairdresser, mm -hmm. but I've been an independent educator. And, and um, I suppose the two big highlights of my career would have to be um, in the salon, you know, touching the lives of of uh, my clients, primarily women, and allowing them the opportunity to feel and look beautiful and express their beauty and their style, and, and working with hairdressers in developing their ability to overcome challenges and fears, particularly associated with haircutting. Exactly. But you're saying you're coming up to 50. So what's that passion that kind of keeps you in the beauty industry for that long? It's a great question. You know, we talk about passion a lot. And um, I have my own definition. I don't know if it's anyone else's definition. But for me, passion is being. Oh, we have storm alerts. Hang on. I'm getting a okay. storm alert. <laughs> we, we have Nicole on the horizon. Yes. <laughs> uh, so e even though my phone's on silent, I get uh, you still get the notifications alerts. coming through. I apologize for that. Oh no, not a problem. <laughs> I have to. I have to uh, vacate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, if we hear uh, big, big sirens outside your your no, residence, no, no, we'll no. we're not even close to that now. I won't have to evacuate. Yeah. Um, what were we talking about? We about were... passion. So, so oh, yeah. we're doing yeah, yeah, it fifty yeah, years. I got it. What kind of passion and and like that drives you? Because most people. They do it for a year or a couple of years and they just get burnt out. So what's what's the passion that's kept you going? Well, first of all, I've never considered that I've worked a day in my life. I mean, you know, what I do for a living, it's the greatest day job in the world. I get to talk to women. I get to talk to people. I get to talk to men. Um, I get to make a difference in people's lives. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I get to run my fingers through people's hair. I mean, that's, that's not working as far as I'm concerned. Yes. And I can think back to when I was 19 and I looked around a hair salon waiting to get my hair cut. And I noticed that this looked like fun. This didn't look like work. And it became, it, it, it occurred to me as something that I could do. Some punk kid from the streets in New York mm -hmm. who was, you know, hoping to be a poet. And, and if, if his, if his poetry didn't sell, he was going to be an English teacher and I didn't want to be an English teacher like all of my cousins before no. me. So I, I saw that this was something I could do. Mm -hmm. 
This is something that would really float my boat. And that's the beginning of passion. That's the moment passion got created for me and by me when I saw something in the future that I didn't have now that I would go for mm -hmm. and I would give it my all and I would overcome any challenge or obstacle or fear that I had so I could get that. And when a person, when I saw something for myself in the future that was so enlivening to me, that's passion mm. for me. So it's seeing something in the future that gives you being in the present. Yes. And, and it's never waned for me. Mm -hmm. It's never waned at all. I've had different focuses. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's been my own growth. Yes. And learning how to cut hair and developing myself. Sometimes it's been sharing with others. Sometimes it's been being in the studio. And now my current passion is, you know, working with people and large groups, talking on, on topics like mindset in action, linear learning, progressive results, and causing breakthroughs in people's lives, you know, um, developing performance excellence on a daily basis. So that's where my passion comes from. And that's what my passion is. Exactly. And I think that's what people are craving now. We, we get our education from school, but it really happens once you get outside of school. The school will teach you the basics, but they don't really teach you a lot of the so-called mindset or connection with people or the synergistic exchange that comes because we're one of the very few professions that people pay us to touch them, right? Yes. And connect with them and that sort of thing. And same, same with hairstylists. I think they're more hungry now than ever for education. They, they want to know more things, but they don't necessarily want to know another um balayage or another this kind of thing they want to know something different which is what you teach and you did not too long ago a four-hour talk so obviously if people would be staying there for four hours there's something that they're absorbing like a sponge from you with your wealth of wealth of information you know i've been doing hair over 30 years so when i trained i trained with the world champion under the sassoon system and he he said it takes three to five years even to start to get good you know because a lot of the kids out of school they think i know everything once they leave i'm the superstar at school so as soon as i work i walk into a salon I'm going to demand, you know, thousands of dollars because I'm so wonderful. But real life hits and it's not <laughs> it's it's not like that. And as I say, you have days that are great and you have days that are not so great. But something you had mentioned, you're kind of looking towards the future and not say working back. You you see a vision in the future, but you're also in the present moment of uh, so you're also in the moment with each client, which each experience uh thing like that. Um, but there's also some other stuff too with the other side. And we're going to talk to this. Um, so one chapter of your book, The Power of Asking What, that kind of jumped out was fear, which is chapter eight. And I think it's like a big thing for people. Like, you know, when you're behind the chair. So you as a, a hair cutter behind the chair, did you ever feel fear ever? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> 
I, I continue to feel fear. Fear is, is a visceral response to an outside stimulus, whether real or imagined. Hmm. And so there are times that as a human being, so first of all, I like to, I like to start off just about every talk I do or every class that I lead by letting the people in attendance know that I'm an incredibly challenged human. <laughs> and I'm always overcoming those challenges. <laughs> you know, um, when, a, when I'm cutting a woman's hair and, you know, she goes like this, you know, there's a moment that there's a visceral response mm -hmm. that I hope she likes it and I, I hope I don't fail her. Um, there are times, you know, it's misleading to think that uh, the people that we admire, and I hope I'm someone some people admire, you know, but there's this idea that uh, that people who've accomplished a lot or are up to big things Yes. don't don't still address challenges and fears and and we absolutely do it's how fast you go through it mm. that matters it's how much you allow that real or imagined threat to uh have ha have weight on you mm -hmm. so the one wants to develop an ability to overcome challenges and fears because that's one of two things that amazingly successful people or even just successful people mm -hmm. or even people who are up to something work on one thing is we already talked about it it's having an inspirational future something you can be passionate about the other thing is developing an ability to overcome the challenges and fears Mm -hmm. that stop us from having that future. So when the sweat starts pouring down your back, <laughs> when you're cutting hair and you're concerned that maybe this haircut's not coming out right, I almost always go through that when I'm cutting hair. I'll finish one side and it, it looks really beautiful. And as I'm getting to the ice, I, I don't really like the way it looks. Oh my God, is this going to, you start talking to yourself. You have some inner dialogue. And you have, <laughs> you have body sensations. The trick is to get through it quickly <laughs> and get back into your zone of excellence. Yes. Because so yes, for for a lot of them, I think, and that's what it is. They they freak out. They see the client trying to look to the side to see what's going on, to see what you're doing. And like you said, they're doing this, and it's like, oh, did I cut it shorter than what they thought? Or even if they call you or send you a message later and say, "Hey, David, I need to talk to you." You're thinking, "What's wrong?" And then they're saying, "Great." Then they're saying, "David, I love my haircut. I'm going to recommend five of my friends to you." And then you're like. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you know, when whenever someone, we hardly think the best. Mm -hmm. Now, there are some people who do, you know, there are some people who when the employer or your manager mm -hmm. or your client calls, as you said, and says, I'd like to see you in the office at the end of the day. Don't forget to come and see me. There are some people who go, yay, oh, baby, I'm going <laughs> to get that bonus. I'm going to get that raise. There yeah. are some people like that. I'm not particularly one of those. No. <laughs> the immediate thought that comes into my head is, 
uh-oh, mm-hmm. uh-oh, what did I do wrong? Uh-oh, what am I in trouble for? So I think many people have that. And and um, and again, it's our ability to not entertain that internal dialogue, mm-hmm. that internal conversation any more than you need to. And, and the things that we're touching on, I call doing the work. Mm-hmm. Doing the work of doing the work, you know? Uh, and so that's what I've always been about. Mm-hmm. But you've talked about my second book and fear jumping out at you. That's a big portion of, of what I focus on, whether I'm teaching a class on cutting or just speaking to professionals in another field entirely, like social workers or lawyers yes. or, or foster and adoptive parents, mm-hmm. because it's it's prevalent in all of us. Yeah. And I think it's something that's innate. It's something as we grow up, you know what I mean? You're outside, you play, you throw a ball, it hits a window or you knock a vase over and then your parents are and they call you in your full name. When they call you in your full name, you know something's up. So I think we kind of carry that into adulthood because we're for some of us, we always feel we're in trouble always with somebody, even though we're we may have done nothing. But, you know, you're like somebody's going to say something. Somebody's going to do something. If they call me, it has to be bad because nobody wants to call me with good news. But we'll show your show your book here. Make sure we don't get the the glare on it. The glare, <laughs> the 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 glare on it. So it's the power of asking what. So you probably get this question a lot. So people say, then why didn't you use the word why instead of the word what? So instead of the power of asking why, why did you? What made you choose the power of asking what? Well, you know, uh, concurrent with my haircutting career, I've had a background for over forty five years. Uh, in um, what I call transformational studies, what most people would probably refer to as personal growth or personal Mm -hmm. development. And my background has been really quite broad, Uh, everything from autodidactic to academic learning, leading programs for other um, corporations Mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with hair, but had to do with transforming the lives of others. And in that world, a why question is is really looked down upon. Mm-hmm. Why you did something is almost like pick a reason. Any reason will do because you were born on to. Why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Why are you about that? And um, I know that it's a trending notion mm-hmm. uh, brought on by an advertising executive who found a really good catchphrase, I think. But uh, as I often say, you might start with why, but you'll always follow up with what, mm. you know, you might know why you're doing it. What your why is, is what people like to say. But the next question is, what are you going to do? What are your goals? What are your challenges? What actions will you take? So during lockdown, I uh, really looked into my life uh, and looked at the things that I've overcome and the challenges and what it took for me to do that. And I wrote a book on the power of asking what, because I think what questions have a certain amount of power in them. Mm-hmm. You know, what is your passion? Um, I don't really care why you're passionate. I care what you're passionate about Yes, and who you're being. Um, 
is also a great question, although I didn't address that in my book very much. <laughs> that might be your next one coming out. Maybe, the power maybe. of asking. <laughs> you know, yes. and so, uh, so, uh, I, you know, I, I find that asking why is a young question. Mm -hmm. Children ask it. Why is the sky blue? Why yeah. is it that way? And it's often self-referential. Self mm -hmm. It's um, futile. Yes. And it leads to reasons, explanations, uh, uh, conclusions, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and other aspects that I find to not be as uh, a powerful inquiry. It's a it's a great entry level, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily think it's the most powerful line of inquiry one could have. And so the power of asking what is about overcoming your challenges and fears, a conversation for mindset in action. Mm. Yeah, because it has a more definite where the word why a lot of people don't know why we do the stuff we do. That's a whole, <laughs> you know, thing that you can jump into. But I think it really clearly defines. But I found with going with reading, reading the power of what that I found, it was a great mental journey for me. So as I read the wow. words, my mind was so active, darn you. <laughs> Because I like I like books, I like music, I like things that do that to me, that's going to make me think, that's going to trigger maybe some memories or bring something to the surface I need to deal with. Or it's like, woo, <laughs> you know, and, and the way it's written, the chapters are very easy. It's not like a long, so you, you get the point made, you go through, but if people kind of really apply what you've written, I think you can definitely see a transformation happening because i know even for me just from the start of reading it and then going through and then the next one to the next one it's like woo, <laughs> okay i'm i'm going into i don't say therapy but i'm going into <laughs> but it really like you said being isolated you kind of really go through your life and you start thinking about things you think about your what you know you think about things more definitively you think about you know um you know who are the people in my life you know, what am I doing? What, what makes me the way I am? What position am I in in life? What are the, you know, there's so many what, and it, it just opens up a whole new world rather than why. I, 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 I'm real. I'm sorry, please finish your thought. Oh, go ahead. Because so, you I, get so many different answers asking what than you do asking why. I, I obviously I agree. I'm thrilled that you, that you say that. What you just described is in large measure, what I call doing the work. It's bringing awareness to thoughtless ways of being, mm. habitual patterns, habitual actions, self-imposed limitations, mm -hmm. and counter-intentional behavior. Yes. These are neuroeducationally inspired learning principles. Mm. <laughs> excuse, excuse me. Mm -hmm. That brings awareness to what we take for granted, what we often say, well, this is just the way I am, mm -hmm. you know, and today mindset is tossed around a lot, you know, um, mm -hmm. I got, you know, I got to get into a vacation mindset. I got to get into uh, an abundance mindset. And I call those mindsets, while they're probably important to many mm -hmm. people, those are kind of what I call colloquial mindsets. Yes. 
um, their incidental mindsets mm -hmm. that we use to really get us in the mood, right? Um, yes. Mindset is fixed in growth. Fixed in growth. You embrace learning or you don't embrace learning. Mm -hmm. My book introduces two new mindsets. They're, one is called an inherent mindset. And it was created when you were young, usually based on a trauma or two. An incident happened. You made some decisions and it shut off. It limited your future. And your future became about making it. It became about surviving, getting through it all. Mm -hmm. And doing the work that you described, as in my book, it's about becoming aware of yourself, coming to know yourself under adverse situations, mm. right? We all are good when we're good. Yes. <laughs> Nobody needs a breakthrough no. when they're being excellent, mm. right? Yes. But doing the work of coming to know yourself under adverse situations so that you can return yourself, restore your ability to choose, hmm. to choose that way of being yes. if it serves you, if it serves you to worry, mm -hmm. carry on, <laughs> right? Exactly. It might, mm -hmm. it might. But on the other hand, you can also choose something else. And what what mindset in action, in action, allows you to do is it allows you to presence your inspiration, presence your your inspirational mindset. So what mindset in action is, is pairing inspiring conversations with authentic examination mm -hmm. and taking on a practice that when you take it on, it will alter habits. Which habits? The ones you don't want. Mm -hmm. yes. The ones you don't want and replaces it with progressive results that as you score these results one by one after the next after the next, you develop ability and you transform your mindset mm -hmm. in action. Yes. Because I just have to say this, you know, perhaps the biggest mindset people talk about is a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. You've got to get into a positive mindset. I'm going to say something that's probably not very popular. No, you don't. Mm. I know a shit ton of successful people who are negative. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of positive, a, a lot of successful people who uh, have incredible self-doubt. Yes. Uh, who have stage fright. Mm -hmm. But they've overcome those challenges, not by being positive, but by taking intentional action. Yes. And to just to nail it. And, and listen, I have nothing against being positive. I like being positive. Mm -hmm. I actually thrive when I'm on a deadline and I'm not very positive. Mm -hmm. I work even harder. Yes. <laughs> but here's, yeah. here's the test. Mm -hmm. If you're the most positive person 
in the room, in the world. You're so positive. You're always positive. Mm -hmm. You're happy. You're lovely. And you are positive. Man, I've yes. never met a more positive person than, than Joey. Mm -hmm. Joey is the most positive person I know. And Joey says, you know, I want to be the world's greatest hair cutter. Mm -hmm. And then what Joey does is go into his room, put on headphones, and positively listen to music 24 hours a day. Yes. No matter how positive he is, he is not mm -hmm. ever going to be a great hair cutter. Yes. No matter how positive he is. On the other hand, if he immerses himself in doing the work mm. of what it takes yes. to be a great hair cutter, he will go through a myriad of emotions and it's your ability to overcome those challenges and fears that sets the stage for excellence, sets the stage for breakthroughs. Exactly. And, and vision, although great, you know, doesn't really do anything if you're not taking any action to get there. Like I say, when I trained, they trained us so hard that if you didn't want to do the work, you were out the door pretty, pretty quick. But we have about uh, five minutes uh, left before we wrap up. I just want to talk about your upcoming events, some conferences you have for 2023, serious business I want to dive into a little bit. You have a Mayan cruise because you said something about a vacation mindset. Um, yeah. Uh, so and then some of the shows coming up, there's Pennsylvania Beauty Pro Expo, and then some of your on the road salon classes as well. So I'll <laughs> let you take it from here and just let everybody know kind of what you're doing. I really want to know about serious business. What is it? How did you get on it? Um, yeah. So let us well, know. Thank you. Well, I have a, a pretty full 2023 already booking up. I'm, I'm really so excited about it. It starts off in January, January 15th and 16th in New Orleans with Serious Business, a Neil Corporation uh, conference that is arguably, in my opinion, the most uh, influential, most prestigious uh, conference in our industry uh, where there's no hair actually being done. Wow. I'm one of nine keynote speakers. They may add more. I don't know. And mm -hmm. I'll be doing three breakouts and I'll be talking on uh, what can cause a breakthrough. Mm -hmm. um, then in um, April, I'm doing the uh, Pennsylvania Beauty Expo. And that's mm -hmm. the 24th and 25th of April. I'm very yes. excited about that. Then the Mayan Cruise comes up in May, May 7th through uh, 12th, uh, five days at sea. When we'll be at sea, we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, teaching. And the lineup of educators at the, at the Pennsylvania Beauty Expo yes. and in the Mayan Cruise is off the hook. I'm mm -hmm. so honored to be among such great people. I know it's going to uh, be, I think we only have, because I'm, I'm doing Pennsylvania as well. I think we only have like 10 days between each event. And we're all, it's yeah, so, so many going of us one are, right to, I'm like, should I just boat? stay in Pennsylvania or should I, let's we, just bring them all on the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, not a ship, it's a super, a super yacht. But <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to be on the Virgin super yacht. I'm very, I'm already in a vacation. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got the four premiere shows mm -hmm. um, that I'll be at. Also, I've got a, a number of in salon think and learn cutting classes that oh, are already perfect. booking up. And of course, I'll be uh, speaking at um, the Florida FAPA conference, <laughs> educational conference, which is um, Foster and Adoptive Parents Association, where uh, this year I spoke at it and I'll be speaking at it next year, where I'll be talking about what can cause an impact with youth at risk or teenagers and young people at large. Oh, wow. um, 
So my, my 2023 is really shaping up. And my motto for the year is do the work of mm-hmm. doing the work. Yes. Do the work. And and that's exactly it. Or think about what you're thinking about. So it's the same because a lot of people don't really, I think that's the most important thing. The best conversation you're going to have is the dialogue you have with yourself. Because say, when you're behind there and you're feeling fear, you do, it's all your brain that's telling you <laughs> flight or, you know, fright or whatever sort of thing. Um, but if somebody wanted to have you come to their salon to educate their staff, can they reach out to you? And are you open yeah. to that? I'm very accessible. Um, I can be found on social media. My name is David Kinnickson, K-I-N-I-G-S-O-N. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. They can join the Haircutters Handbook group on Facebook. This is the Haircutters Handbook. Is that I'm the 33 and a third this. edition? <laughs> it's the 33 <laughs> and a third edition. <laughs> Uh, if you don't get the joke, I won't waste any time with that. Uh, the power of asking what is also available on Amazon or people can contact me, DM me, and they can uh, get a signed copy from me if they like. I know a lot of people uh, appreciate that. Or I offer them at any of the conferences that, I, that I'm at. Um, so I, I invite people to please stay in touch when they're embarking on their journey, when they're a seasoned professional, or especially when um, I, there's nothing pleases me more than when I get a text, a DM or a text from somebody that says how much they're getting out of the book and I'm halfway through it and I'm starting mm-hmm. to see things about my life. So I'm I'm very accessible and I love to be in contact with people. When I put up posts, if you make a comment, uh, the le- you'll always get a, a, a like or a heart emoji. And most times I'll respond with something uh, personal. Exactly. The thing I love about this, I love that it's so well written. I love intellectual. I don't because I'm like, I hope this isn't a fluff book. (laughs) No, but but it's far from far, far from fluff. If you want to really go on a mental, emotional journey, this and and transformation and do the work. This is probably the book. The power of asking what is what you need right now. I'm sure to bring my copy to the Pennsylvania show and on the cruise, get you to sign it and <laughs> we'll go from there. So if you're going to go on the cruise, you can go to www.beautyindustrycruises.com. So as we wrap up, David, in the last two minutes, what's some a nugget of gold that you would leave for our audience? Well, then I probably should have said, do the work of doing the work. I should have saved that. Um you know, the nugget of gold is the people that if you aspire to something, develop your ability to overcome the obstacles, the barriers, the self-imposed limitations, and uh, tap into the work that it takes to develop the excellence and cause the breakthroughs that I know you're able to accomplish. Because if this punk kid from the streets of New York could accomplish what I've accomplished in my career, so can you. And uh, that's, that's what I would leave people with. That's so amazing. It's so amazing, David. If you want to hear more, and uh, David and I, we actually did another podcast that's 90 minutes. <laughs> so, oh <laughs> so three times longer than this one, but it's so packed with so much brilliance and information. You even get to hear David sing. 
If you didn't know, he is also a musician. He's also, his list is is so long. We probably need a couple episodes, but um, I'm going to say, uh, I'll see everybody next time and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you everybody. Thank you, Brad.